Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with How Stuff Works and iHeartRadio, and I love all things tech. And it's time for another one of our classic episodes. The episode you are about to hear originally published on June 11th, 2012. And it's called Tech Stuff Plays the Slot Machines. As the title suggests, Chris and I sit down to talk about slot machine operation. How did these devices work from the mechanical devices up to the digital age? I hope you enjoy. Today, we're going to take a gamble. And, and <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I made a jokey joke. We're going to talk about slot machines today. Actually, high rolling really doesn't have anything to do with it, but you know, right. I just I needed something there. Uh, so here's a quick question: Have you ever have you ever played a slot machine? Like an actual like an standing actual, up thing with a lever on the side of it? A real life for real Z slot machine? Yes. No. You have not. No, I, I have played uh, uh, video game slot machines on my computer and my uh, portable devices, but not for money in a casino somewhere, uh, or I, even in a non-casino. I played. I've played pachinko before. I have played slot machines. Okay. Um, it's uh, now, Grad. The, the slot machines I've played were the more um, the the more modern ones. The slottier uh, machines? <laughs> yeah, the ones that are not dependent upon mechanical operation, but on electrical or computerized. Actually, all of them were computerized operation. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we're going to talk a little bit about all the different kinds of slot machines, not just the... Um, not just the computerized ones. So for those of you who have never seen one or don't know what we're talking about, a slot machine is a gambling machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically a slot machine has, uh, especially the, the physical ones, have uh, three or more reels mm-hmm. uh, upon which are pictures. And the pictures could be anything. But, you know, the, the stereotypical one has like lemons and... Uh, Liberty are, Bell. Liberty Bell, cherries, uh, a bar. Yeah. You know, and when three of those pictures line up or there's some interesting configuration of those pictures, you win money. Uh, and, uh, you know, you might wonder what's the connection between the pictures and the cash. And that gets really interesting, particularly when we talk about the modern slot machines that are in casinos today. But to start, we should probably talk about, you know, why do slot machines even exist? Well, they're really for the casual gamer. Yeah. It's funny to think about because, uh, you know, our, our audience is probably thinking of casual games as something like, uh, Bejeweled, the match three type games or, uh, uh, marble shooting games. There are several different variations of those versus, uh, you know, the, the role playing games or the, uh, first person shooters. Yeah. Uh, but it replies to, to games in real life too. Uh, in, in terms of casinos, when we're talking about serious gaming, we're talking about, uh, uh the card games. Yeah. That require strategy. Um, roulette uh, tables, yep. craps tables. Yeah. Anything that has sort of a, a high barrier, really, because they can be very intimidating to a person who's never played before. You or, walk up and you're like, I don't understand. There's so many things going on with this and so many rules. I'm not sure where to start or what's going on. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll admit, you know, I, that's one of the reasons I don't play poker. Uh, it's not because, not just because I'm a terrible liar, but I can never remember which hand is which. Uh, I know, you know, that there are certain combos, but I don't remember where they rank in terms of uh, which one is higher than others. And high card pair, three of a kind, two pair. No, I'm just, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's Straight flush. Yeah, you have to know something about gambling if you want to go uh, to the craps table or if you want to uh, to play high stakes poker. Right. Uh, but you really don't have to know that much to play a slot machine. You put, yeah. a, you put a coin in the machine, uh, you, you pull the handle, and the reels click into place. Yep. And you either it. win or you don't. And, and there are two things that make that game very attractive to people who might otherwise not gamble. Okay. One is that it's easy, like you said. It's, 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 there's you know, not much to it. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's got a nice, attractive sort of uh, uh, appeal to it in that 
when it wins, it's a very visceral experience, right? Yeah. Like there's bells going off and coins are falling, and it's a great you know way of attracting attention. Well, hey, you know that's that's one of those things too. I mean, when you win, when you really win, and the bells go off and the lights flash, everybody around you knows that you won. Yeah. So everybody turns around to look at you, and there's that thing of hey, yeah. look hey, at me. awesome. And the second big attraction to it is that it has a very low betting point for you know typical machines do anyway uh, you can find machines that have much higher uh, requirements like a hundred dollars per play but the vast majority of them tend to be 25 cents 50 cents maybe a dollar and uh, and so if when when each individual bet doesn't have to be huge it attracts the kind of gamers who would be otherwise uh, disinclined to play a game where it's you know, 25 bucks per play. Yeah. Especially when they don't fully understand the rules. So they, and, and it's turned out that these things have become huge money makers for casinos. Absolutely. Uh, there was uh, a report, we have a great article on how stuff works, about how slot machines work. I really do highly recommend this because yeah, we have excellent. animations, mm-hmm. illustrations. It's, it's, it's an exhaustive approach to how slot machines work. And, uh, in that article, it's revealed that something like 60% of gaming profits in the United States stem from slot machines. And when we get to the point where we talk about payback percentages, that amount of money is going to blow your mind. Yeah, and and those things are changing, too, as as we speak, because there have been recent developments in the slot machine. I know, you're, you're going, really? They've changed slot machines? How, how changed can they be? They're changing them to where uh, people think that they're going to pay even more in the future. But we'll, we can get into that in, in a moment. Yeah. So let's start about talking about how they work. We'll eventually get into things like the odds that are involved with the slot machine and also the payback percentages, because that's that's the part that the, the player really is interested in, in the sense of... Uh, what what's the likelihood that I'll ever win money using a slot machine? I'll even give you tips on how to pick the right slot machine. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm 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 that kind of guy. Well, I I would say there are four basic types of slot machines. Okay. This is this is just me making. I I'm, didn't take these four from somebody else. So right. I would say the the first one would be the the purely mechanical machine. Yes. This is the the old slot machine, the original slot machines that used. Mechanical gears and levers mm-hmm. to to execute its function. Yeah, yeah, those showed up in uh, in the 1880s. Yeah, um, or 1800s anyway, the late 1800s. Yep. And um, you know that then they uh, evolved into an electrical or, or electronic slot machine. Sure. Where yep. these mechanical elements are working in tandem with uh, electronics to help control things. And then you have the uh, you know a digital slot machine where the the pictures are now. Uh, on screens rather than reels. Yeah, you can also have a digital slot machine that still uses reels. Uh, it's just it's um, the all the workings are behind the scenes digital. Yeah, but yeah. the ones that you know what you're looking at is a physical representation. It looks like an analog system because you've got these physical reels rolling around. Yep. But that's you know that's really just for show. It's really just to show you what the final result of your spin was. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're moving into the completely computerized. Version of oh, the yeah. slot machine. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, let's start with the uh, the mechanical one because I think, in a way, to me, that one is the most fascinating, simply because it's got uh, gears and, and and pulleys and, and springs, and, and there's a block and tackle, and there's a little man inside. Yeah, there's a little oh. little bearded man. I need to check my notes. I think Hold we, on a minute. I think, I think we, something's up with. I this. think we realized that. Uh, in a previous uh, podcast that all technology in the 19th century was ultimately uh, powered by bearded old men. <laughs> that was, uh, that was our, the Mechanical Turk. Yeah, that was our, chess, that was our hoax sure. podcast. So uh, we're going to talk about the mechanical ones. Yeah, if you were to open up a mechanical slot machine, first of all, don't do it in a casino because that will get you in trouble. Yeah, if you even look like you're going to mess with the slot machines, they're well, they were they were watching you when you walked in. Yeah, very large people will come and very very firmly but gently suggest you hightail it out of there. But no, if you were to open up a, a mechanical slot machine, you would see the reels. Now, those are those the spinning elements that have all the pictures on them are connected to a metal shaft. And it's uh, the central metal shaft supports the reels and allows them to spin. Uh, and, and that's one bad mother. Yeah, not that kind of shaft. What are you talking about? So um, 
Just talking about shit. Oh, I can dig it. So these uh, the reels are actually connected to some notched discs, and these notched discs are what allow the reels to spin around the 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 uh, the, sha- the shaft. Mm-hmm. The and it also stops the the reels from spinning. Uh, and I'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, it's got notches. Kind of think about how a bicycle wheel. Uh, when you look at the the central part of the wheel, it has those notches where the chain uh, connects and pulls the wheel so it turns the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing. Now, that main sh- uh, shaft has a – there's a secondary shaft that has something on it called a kicker. Now, this kicker is an element that that hits these uh, these notched discs and gets the reels to spinning. Mm-hmm. And the kicker is actually attached to a spring. So when you put a coin into a slot machine, a coin detector, first of all, realizes that you put a coin in. Hey, there's a coin. Yeah, because otherwise you could operate the slot machine whether you had put a coin in or not, which mm-hmm. would be not profitable at all to the casino. <laughs> also, if you won, nothing would come out because people would have been playing that already. But... It releases a brake that's on that lever. Right. So the brake gets released. And once the brake is released, you can pull the lever down. This is, these are the old, old uh, slot ta- machines. We're talking about the purely mechanical yep. slot machines. Now, that, that pulls a hook that pulls back the kicker, and that compresses a spring. So once the hook moves past a certain point, it releases the kicker. The spring makes the kicker move forward, and the kicker hits those notches that are attached to the reels. That makes the reels begin to spin. Now, also attached to that kicker are three stoppers. And the stoppers are these these uh, uh, these these pieces of material that can go into the notches and stop the reel from spinning. It's like putting a, uh, a stick through a spoke in a bike tire as it's spinning. It's going to make the uh, the bike tire stop spinning. It is not, however, unlike the documentary Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, going to cause you to flip forward yeah. 80 times. I was going to say, don't try that at home right. unless your insurance is paid up and, yeah. and you, you don't hold us responsible for whatever happens. There was actually a great episode of that Mythbusters where they showed that that particular stunt would not be possible, that it would not make you flip forward. It would make you crash, yeah, <laughs> but it wouldn't make you flip. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the, the, the stoppers uh, insert into the notches and stop the reels. And uh, the old mechanical ones, this was all purely by chance, mm-hmm. the way that these stoppers would come in. And, and uh, uh, the way that uh, you would find out if you won is that certain notches within that notched disc are deeper than others. Yeah. All right, so if the first stopper happens to go into one of these deep notches, that deep notch corresponds with a jackpot symbol on the uh, the reel. So that reel stops, and then you get one of the jackpot symbols. So let's say it's a, a seven. That's a very common one. Yeah. So seven stops, and you think, ooh, lucky number. yes, awesome. Well, that particular stopper moves a little bit to the left, and the second stopper inserts into a notch. Now, if the second stopper inserts into the uh, the second jackpot notch, the second one with the, the seven, that's, again, a deeper notch. Uh, it moves a little bit to the left, and then you see that a second seven has stopped. And you think, ooh, yay, so close. And then the third stopper inserts. Now, if the third stopper inserts into the jackpot slot, again, it's a little further in than the other notches, uh, the, the third and final seven shows up, and you think, I win. And meanwhile, the stopper's also connected to a uh, a little lever system that opens up a trap door where all the coins are. And then the coins fall through the trap door and land in your uh, hot little gambling hands. But um, Or all over the floor. Or all over the floor, if yeah. weren't fast enough. So if, however, any of those stoppers hit a different notch, they will not go so far in as to allow that uh, that doorway, that trap door to open. And so uh, anything that is not a jackpot would not pay out. And uh, you could have different systems, uh, you know, different levels of complexity for your, your standard uh, slot machine. But the old, old, old slot machines essentially had one payout ability, mm-hmm. and that was it. And if it didn't land on just that configuration, then it would just keep your money and you'd you know, have to keep playing. Yeah, now, um, we were talking about casual games, these how these being casual games. Uh, the very first slot machines actually used uh, the symbols for playing cards on the three reels. 
Um, the idea being that it was a, a system that people understood and probably would feel familiar with. Um, but it was a guy named uh, Charles Fay who uh, who came up with a machine called the Liberty Bell. And it, he added a symbol of the Liberty Bell. Um, <laughs> um, and that was he, it was sort of an experiment, really. Yeah. Uh, he was trying to see if this would catch on, if they could use symbols instead of, of the traditional playing cards. And, and as it turned out, it was very, very popular. And that's one of the reasons why they moved to the symbol uh, version of this. Um, and he also introduced some other uh, some other innovations, too, about the way it, it would work. Um, but uh, Stephen Mill in 1909 also added more symbols and um, also worked on making it smaller. And, uh, you know, as time has gone on, they have become uh, easier to put into casinos and, and other places. Um, Jonathan and I went to uh, um, a hotel in, in CES in 2008, and, uh, you know, the hotel was sort of like any other hotel, except, of course, it had slot machines in yes. the in the uh, waiting area. And I was thinking, wow, you know, they'll put these things anywhere. The airport, too. Yep, the airport, uh, too. They're, but they're, they're smaller and, and easier to fit, you know. And then it's sort of like computers. They, a, over time, they fi- figured out ways to make them more refined and easier to, yeah. to shrink down. There's a particular slot machine in the Vegas airport. And I can't even remember. I just remember every time I go there, I hear the same phrase over and over because I'm always. It, it's my, not the my, Wheel of Fortune machine, is it? There is Wheel of Fortune, which I, I do hear that. over and over. But there's another one that has like a like an old prospector type voice. Like, uh, well, well howdy, that kind of thing. <laughs> and it just goes over and over and over again. And the problem is that I always get to the airport well in advance of when my plane is leaving. So I get to listen to it until I am ready to. Um, to just to, to scream like a crazy person, which, by the way, I do not recommend you do in an airport, uh, <laughs> particularly in an airport in Las Vegas. I was going to say, how did you find that out? Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that, so that's that's the mechanical one. There are literally gears and levers that stop the reels. And those reels do correspond with payouts. And uh, it all has to do with the actual physical um, uh uh, components. Mm-hmm. Now, once you move on a little bit, it gets a little more complicated. The the first electrical systems were not that different from the mechanical ones. Right. Right? The but instead of having these physical stoppers go into notches and that determined whether or not a trap door opened, they would detect an electrical uh, connection. Right. So the 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 notched wheel or the uh, the the wheel that's connected to the reels has little electrical contacts on it, mm-hmm. and when the contacts line up in a certain way, they create a circuit. And depending upon the circuit, that tells the machine if it's a payout or not a payout. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting to me because it reminds me a lot of the Enigma machine. <laughs> As you think about it, the Enigma machine, that's which was funny a, actually, it was a ciphering device, right? And the way the Enigma sh- machine worked is that. You would pick a certain letter. You would uh, you would set the the reels of the Enigma machine to a very specific setting, which uh, the person receiving the message would also have to do. And you would type in your message, and depending upon the way the connectors went, when you pressed, say, the letter A, then an electrical signal was sent to the first reel, goes in one side of that reel, uh, comes out the other corresponding to a different letter, which goes into the second reel, that goes out of the second reel corresponding to a different letter to the third reel. And so the ultimate letter that you would get from your cipher would be completely different from the letter you typed. Mm-hmm. And because of there were so many combinations, it was really tricky to break that code. Well, the funny thing is, is slot machines, when they were using these electrical systems, were very similar. So an electrical current passes through one side of the reel. Let's say that it's a bar. Mm-hmm. And then the second one's also a bar. So the electrical uh, current continues all the way through the first reel. The two contacts between the two reels are are touching one another. Mm-hmm. So then it continues on to the third reel, which is at a blank. So you have bar, bar, blank. It hits that third reel. There's no corresponding contact. The machine detects that it was a failed spin and you win no money. Mm-hmm. Or you win whatever it is that, that two bars and... 
and, a, a non-match. Right, maybe. right. There might be, there might still be an electrical current, but then what would happen is it would be directed to a different sensor on the far side of this system. Yes. So that way, uh, you know, there might be one sensor that when it's lit up says, this dude just made himself a pretty penny. And there might be another sensor that says, this dude just made some decent money. And there might be one that says, this dude needs to go and have some drinks at the bar because he has not won a darn cent. And, uh, yeah, that's the, that's essentially the electrical one. But other, other than that, other than the, the electrical component where it's trying to make that circuit, it was very similar to the mechanical one. Now, eventually you got to ones that would use an electric motor to spin the reels as mm-hmm. opposed to the, the, um, the gears. Yeah. Or yeah. The, the spring, really, I should say, because the kicker was spring loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else that, that we didn't talk about as far as the basic functionality of slot machines oh. in general. Um, the wheels uh, spin all at the same time when you begin the game. Yeah. However, they don't stop at the same time. If you've never seen a slot machine, you'll see the reels stop in order. So you'll, uh, reel number one will stop, and the other two are still spinning. And wheel number two will stop. And so you have an idea. You know, you may have thought, uh, if you hadn't seen one of these, when Jonathan was talking about the sevens popping up one after the other, um, well, you know, aren't they all stopping at the same time? No, they're not. So wheels one and two have stopped, but three is still spinning. What will it be? Yeah, it helps helps build suspense, and it and it encourages people to keep playing. Yeah, you you, you might think that there was a mechanical uh, reason for this. It's not. It's completely psychological. Yeah, it's it's so that it will convince people to keep playing. I mean, for one thing, near misses can make a person determined to play longer, right? So something that looks like it, you almost hit it, like you hit, uh, uh, you know, you almost hit three bars. You actually hit three blanks, but it's the three blanks directly above three bars. Right. And you think. If I just so bend, close. Yeah. I just I got to keep playing, and so yeah, it does keep people playing longer. Which and, and we'll we'll get into more about the psychological elements later. I thought near misses meant your wife was was standing next to you. Your wife's over at the nickel slots. So <laughs> at, uh, next, you have the photoelectric cells version of um, of a slot machine. Yes. Now this is similar to the electrical detection systems, uh, but instead of an electrical circuit, what happens is the the little um, uh, notched wheels. Instead of it being notched wheels, they have have, uh, these discs have little holes in them, mm-hmm. and a light source shines from one side of the slot machine inside the slot machine. You can't see it from the outside, but it uh, shines through, and if the reels are lined up properly, then a sensor on the other side of the slot machine detects it, and that's what lets the slot machine know whether or not to give a payout. Mm-hmm. So, of course, if the discs are not aligned quite right, then no light's going to be passing through, and that ends up being a miss. And so, or it could be a hit. I mean, if you had it where all the different positions had light except the one winning position, you could have that be the hit. Right. It all depends on, you know, the actual manufacturer. But the the vast majority of slot machines you will run into today, assuming you're not going through like some sort of museum or curiosity type thing, are computerized slot machines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And these are absolutely fascinating to me because ultimately the mechanical elements of this device, all the, the motors, the reels, the spinning, have nothing to do with whether or not you win or lose. Right. The, in other words, the old mechanical one... The notches corresponded with those those pictures that you saw on the reels. And so in a way, you could say the way that the pictures line up determine whether or not you won. Mm-hmm. But the computerized ones, the, the, the whether you won or lost is determined the moment you press a button or pull a lever. And, and here's why. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really the pictures are just for the people. Yeah, the pictures really just tell you kind of they're, the the pictures are just a physical representation of what the result was of when you press the button or pulled the lever. Right. Well, guys, I hate to break in here in the middle of a podcast, but uh, we all know the house always wins. So let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. The secret is. Random number generators. And we've talked about random number generators and how they're not. Yeah, we did a full episode on random number generators. It turns out it's really hard to build a true random number generator mm-hmm. uh, because computers 
depend upon algorithms, and algorithms have set rules. And when you have set rules, it's really hard to create something that's random. Uh, you can create something that is complex, and you might have a very long, long, long string of results that appear to be non-repeating, but if you were to go long enough, you might start picking up patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are random number generator systems that depend very much on uh, outside systems that we do not control, therefore they feel more random. For example, there are random number generators that generate numbers based upon weather conditions. Yes. So depending upon the barometric pressure and the temperature and things of that nature, a number will be generated. And because we don't necessarily have control over that, it's a very chaotic system and the numbers are, it sounds weird, but more random than others. Well, and you wouldn't necessarily know it in the in the bowels of a casino because they don't have any windows. Right. Yeah. That's well, very most that's of them. That's very important. No windows. No clocks. The uh, so the the way these systems work is they generate a random number through some means, and the number tends to be huge, like within the billions mm-hmm. in most cases. So your odds are not exactly stellar. Well, it has nothing. That doesn't really have a whole lot to do with it, and I'll explain why. But you you got this. Random number, which is generated the moment you press the button or pull the lever. Okay. So you put a coin into this machine, you push the button, you have either won or lost already. The 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 reels that are spinning, that's just for show. Because mm-hmm. you the the machine already knows if you've won or lost. Because what happens is it's constantly generating these random numbers. Yep. And, and, the, and the lever is also just for show these days. Yeah. You don't need a lever. No. The, that's why they all have, like the they, they have buttons. I, most people I see, like the, the quote-unquote serious gamblers, just press the button. They, like they'll, they'll just load up the, the, uh, the slot machine with credits, mm-hmm. and then you just start pressing the button to, to stop things. But the, uh, the way it works is that it has this big random number, and then it divides that random number by some other number. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on what the machine is, who the manufacturer is, what that number is. tends to be some sort of uh, factor of of like 16, so 32, 64, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you end up dividing the number by that. You you divide the random number by the non-random number. Mm -hmm. You're always dividing by that. You take the remainder, and then you apply that remainder to a virtual real. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like the physical reels in that it has a certain number of slots, if you will, but it doesn't. There's no physical representation of it. Mm-hmm. This virtual reel is mapped to the payouts, and so uh, let's say that it lands on uh, on reel number um, fourteen, and okay. then through connecting all that. Uh, through the system, it could say, all right, well, when it's on 14, that is a payout of 5 to 1. So if you put a dollar in, you won $5. Uh, that's essentially how it works. Now, that virtual reel could be pretty large and could be mapped to the physical reels in, um, in a very kind of convoluted way. And ultimately, you're going to be able to assign more of those notches in the virtual reel to misses mm-hmm. in the the what what looks like misses in the physical reels. So in other words, uh, you know, if you've got sixty four, well, actually, I, we'll, we'll say thirty two. Let's say you've got thirty two slots in this virtual reel. Okay, you could make sure that uh, twenty of them go to misses outright. So then you have the twelve that are going to go to some sort of hit, and then. Out of those 12, six of those go to really low payouts. Mm-hmm. All right. And then out of the six remaining, three of those go to medium payouts. Okay. And out of the three remaining, two of those go to larger payouts and one goes to jackpot. So, in other words, uh, you've got a lot more geared toward the, <laughs> geared toward the, um, the misses than the hits. And that's a very simplified way of saying it because the virtual reel actually adds way more. Uh, options for the casino mm-hmm. because you you would have a virtual reel for each physical reel, then you you suddenly made that much more complicated. In fact, uh, the odds of of hitting the jackpot can be in the hundreds of thousands, like around two, almost like two hundred fifty thousand to one. Wow! Like you would have to play 
you know, a quarter of a million times uh, before you would uh, necessarily, not necessarily hit it, but I mean, that's just your odds. Like your odds are 249,999 times out of uh, 250,000, you will not hit the jackpot. Right. So uh, it's a good thing to, good way to think about it if you're going in and uh, playing these games. And that's just one version of it. I mean, the, it all depends on how many slots this virtual reel has. Uh, that determines what, and how many of those are geared toward uh, losses. Mm-hmm. That's what determines the odds. So the funny thing is that means that all those reels that are spinning, this also applies for video slot machines, by the way. Mm-hmm. All those reels that are spinning is just for show. Yeah. Has nothing to do with whether or not you won or lost. Uh, so, uh, uh, there, there, that's really, again, that psychological element that draws people into play. Mm-hmm. What depends, what, what determines it is the random number. And there's, because it's random and because it's generating millions of numbers over the course of a second, there's no way to know when to press the button or pull the lever because there's no way to predict when that random number is going to hit the right number for you to get a payoff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On top of that, Every single spin is random. Like every every single second that goes by, you've got all these random numbers being generated. So hitting a jackpot on a machine doesn't mean that that machine's not going to pay out for another, you know, month or three months or year or whatever. That has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like losing and uh, a, a spin doesn't mean that your next spin is more likely to win. It's random. So you have just as equal a chance to win or not win on each subsequent spin. Wow. Uh, it also means that if you were to ever hit this and it does that thing where the payout line, we didn't even talk about payout lines. True. A payout line is a line that goes, a physical line usually, although on video it's a it's represented by a, a graphic, but it's a line that goes across the slot machine indicating this is where the symbol needs to be in order for you to win. Right. All right. So on one of these computerized machines, when the reels stop and the bar, bar, bar is just above the payout line, that has nothing to do with anything. Like it, it looks like you were close, but that it's meaningless. Uh, it's only if they were all three on the payout line that would just indicate that that random number was in your favor mm-hmm. on that particular play. So in other words, uh, you have that psychological kick to keep playing because you were so close, but. When you're talking about random numbers, close doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's that's the basic way that these things work. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't odds and there aren't ways to improve your odds. Um, so, for example, uh, if if your if your real uh, virtual reel is one is sixty four slots long. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the actual number. I fi- finally found it. Two hundred. Your odds of winning the jackpot are one in two hundred sixty two thousand one hundred forty four. Assuming that jackpot is assigned only one entry in those virtual reels. Right. Uh, that's that's not great. But each slot machine has something called a payback percentage. Okay. Payback percentage tells you how much money a machine is going to pay back to the player over the course of the machine's lifetime. Mm-hmm. So you might think, well, what's the percentage? Because a lot of the games in, in uh, Vegas and in Atlantic City and other places where gambling is legal are notoriously weighted toward the, the house, as, right. they, as they have to be, because otherwise the house wouldn't exist. There wouldn't be a business if it weren't profitable. So a lot of the games you'll you'll play in a casino are uh, weighted so that the house wins more frequently than it loses, uh, so it makes money. Mm-hmm. While slot machines, the payback percentage, usually there's a, a, a legal threshold that they must meet, mm-hmm. which uh, could be anything around 75%, for example. So it says that 75% of the money that you pay into a machine will be paid out over its lifetime. Um, most machines in... in Gambling institutions, especially places like in Vegas, are much higher than that, like 90% or higher, meaning 90% of the money paid into them gets paid out over the course of that machine's life. Mm-hmm. Sounds like great odds, right? 90%. And why, you would think, why is that even, why would you even have it that high? Well, if you, if you lowered those payback percentages, if you had machines that had lower percentages, then people would realize that your machines don't pay out as frequently. Right. That's called, uh, tight 
a machine is playing tight if it doesn't do a lot of payouts. Well, if Bob's Casino down the street has loose slots, meaning that they pay out more frequently, you're going to go down to Bob's. You're not going to waste time at this other casino where all the slot machines are tight, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you? So in order to be competitive, these casinos tend to have payout percentages that are at 90% or higher. Now, I need to stress this. That does not mean that you will win 90% of the time you play. Right. What that means is over the course of its life, 90% of the money it it takes in will be put back out to players. That could mean that you walk up to a slot machine, a dollar slot machine, let's say, and you play that dollar slot machine 90 times and you don't win anything and you walk off and someone else comes up and plays that dollar slot machine 10 times and on the 10th one, they win $90. Well, they just, that's the 90%. Mm -hmm. So that 90% could be paid out in small payouts, small wins, or big jackpots. And uh, uh, it's and it's again, it's like an average over the lifetime of a machine. So on any given day, a machine might be playing a little tight or a little loose because again, it's depending upon random numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, and the way you adjust those percentages is again those virtual reels I was talking about. If more of the virtual reels correspond to winning combinations, then the machine will be looser than a machine that has fewer winning combinations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you can't tell that as a person just standing there looking at a machine. Uh, there's no way of knowing whether or not the virtual reels within this machine are favoring you or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So so that's, that's the real trick. Uh, but there are little hints I can give you to help uh, increase your chances of winning if, if you want to. If you want to hear them. Sure. However, keep in mind that your mileage may vary. Yes. These are all generalities, nothing specific. And you need to keep in mind that, there. first of all, there is no system that will let you win at a particular slot machine because it's dependent upon random numbers. Yep. And when you have a random number generator, systems do not apply. So if you've ever heard about a, a surefire system, no fail system for winning at a slot machine, it's uh, it's a it's probably if it sounds safe too to good call to be it, true. Bullpucky is a good phrase to use to describe that. Um, however, there are approaches you can take to playing slot machines that will increase your odds of winning. Okay. First of all, in general, and all again, all of these are generalities, not rules. Right. So there are exceptions. In general. The higher the amount of money to play the slot machine, the higher the payback percentage is. Mm -hmm. So a nickel slot machine might have a 90% payout, and a quarter slot machine might have 92, and a 50 cent might have 94, and a dollar might be 95, a $5 might be 96 or 97. You can actually find machines with uh, payout percentages of up to 99%. So here's the other thing, though. Once you get over $5 then the percentage jumps are smaller. Mm -hmm. So in other words, the jump from a nickel to 25 cents might be fairly significant. Uh, but by the time you get to $5, the jump from $5 to, say, $100 would not be as significant. So uh, it's still better than the, the lower-priced slot machines mm -hmm. in that the payback percentage is higher, but it's not so much higher that you should just immediately go to the $100 slots. Chris and I have a bit more to say about slot machines. We're going to push our luck in just a minute. But first, let's take another quick break to thank our sponsor. So rule number one, and again, this is, again, rule in the sense of just general guideline, is to look for the slot machines that are going to be priced at a level that you feel comfortable with based upon the bankroll you bring in with you to play, but are the, at the highest level of that, that comfortable scale. So in other words, if you just want to play all day, the nickel slots are fine. You're just not going to get a lot of payback on that. Um, if you have a bankroll that's of a sizable nature and you want to play $5 slots, you are more likely to see a payback from those machines. Mm -hmm. It's not a guarantee. Second, uh, machines tend to be looser in places where it's going to inspire other people to play. 
So, for example, in high traffic areas, uh, that's a good place to go because they are um, they're places where people are are walking by frequently and it draws a lot of attention. If you see slot machines that are on like a raised uh, 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 dais, like you, mm-hmm. like there's a little platform, right. and there's like five or six slot machines up there. That's, Saying, look at me. Yeah. That, those also tend to be a little more loose than the ones that are in the middle of the casino. Mm-hmm. You want to find places that, uh, like, are, are near, say, a coffee bar or uh, or just a bar in general. Those tend to be pretty good too, because again, people who are taking a break start hearing that and they want to start playing. So those tend to be a little looser than the ones in the rest of the casino. Places that are generally tighter include entranceways, mm-hmm. because. If the machines over toward the entrance are playing loose, people never really gravitate away. They never leave that entrance, so they're also likely to leave once they get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. So casinos don't want people to leave. Right. So you need to, you know, they're usually a little further in, but they're in, further in toward high traffic areas. Also, restrooms, not necessarily the best slot machines near restrooms because uh, uh, what happens there is that you might be with a group of people. Someone needs to go to the bathroom. So you think, oh, well, while they're in the bathroom, I'll just play the slot machine a few times. Well, if you have, you know, if you're going to be there playing anyway, then you can make that slot machine play a little tighter Mm -hmm. because you know that people are going to be playing it anyway because it happens to be near the restrooms. Um, Also, anything that's close to other games. So if it's slot machines that are close to, say, blackjack tables or roulette or craps, or it's slot machines that are close to, say, a sports betting area, mm-hmm. probably not geared to win as frequently because the, the casinos don't necessarily want attention pulled away from those games. So you want to find slot machines that are not close to other games. They're not close to restrooms. They are in high-traffic areas, possibly near a coffee bar or, or uh, just a bar. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and Try those and try the higher denominations, the ones that are you're still comfortable with, but are higher denominations than, say, nickel slots or quarter slots. The other rule is that, and again, not really rule, the other guideline is that not all the machines in that area are going to play loose. Right. So a good idea is to start playing a machine for a little while. And if it just feels like that machine is not playing loose at all, you may want to switch to a machine that's close by. Because some machines in that area are going to be playing more loosely than others. Mm-hmm. Because they, the casinos want people to win because it inspires more people to play. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, even though you might walk away a huge winner, like even if somehow you beat those odds and you win one of those crazy jackpots, over the course of the life of that machine, the casino is going to keep 10% or even if it's just 2% of the money that's put in there. That's money that's put in there by people like you. Mm-hmm. It's not money that the casino has put in there. So the, mas- the casino is making money no matter what. Right. <laughs> so, so don't feel badly for them when you win a big jackpot because the casino, the casino always wins in the end. Right. It always wins. And it's because we're the ones pouring the money into the casinos, not the casinos themselves. So those are the general rules. Um, and again, you could even follow all these rules and you could be playing the smartest possible play and still not come back with anything. You could, you know, lose your entire bankroll because it's, again, ultimately dependent upon those random number generators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are just the ways to give you a little bit of an edge uh, when you are playing slot machines. Mm-hmm. So there is no such thing as a no-fail system, uh, and uh, your mileage may vary, as Chris did say earlier. Right, right. Now, of course, uh, going back to uh, what Jonathan said about not feeling bad, uh, slot machines pull in about a billion dollars a day yeah. in American casinos. So um, even when you're doing these big payouts, over the long run, because these slot machines are making casinos major bank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, when I was talking about the computerized slots, um, this is something I didn't know about. Now, there's a major company that makes slot machines. Uh, they're based in Nevada, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called uh, International Game Technology, and they're, they're pretty much considered, if not the leader, one of the very top leaders in, in making slot machines. Um, and uh, we were talking about uh, loose and tight machines. Well, in the past, if you wanted to change 
the way a machine played, you had to actually get into it. Yeah, have to get a slot machine technician to come in. Yeah. Now, you know, electronic machines, uh, you couldn't automatically control whether it was tight or loose. You had to go change the electronics in the guts of the machine. Yep. And if they started getting dated, uh, well, that's, a, that's sort of an older one. We were, we were just talking a minute ago uh, sort of inadvertently about how they have themed machines, which is uh, pretty common uh, properties, entertainment properties, and, and different groups have uh, sponsored machines, and you yeah, know, you there can, are themes that your people are familiar with. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much like any major um, property you can think of, there's probably a slot machine that that is tied to that property, and mm-hmm. and for some people, the entertainment factor of the slot machine is enough to keep them playing, even sure. though even if they're not necessarily winning. Yeah. They, they might pick a, a, uh, a machine that goes along with a TV show that they've watched for years or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's comfortable. But uh, I was reading an article uh, in the Huffington Post by Ron Dicker who was talking about something that IGT is working on, and they are offering server-based slot machines. So basically the machines themselves are uh, generic, and the casino would be able to control those machines and change uh, the designs on the reels, for example, uh, the virtual reels, yeah. to uh, Which, a different kind of property. So they wouldn't have to replace the entire machine if you wanted to change from, say, a Wheel of Fortune machine to a Transformers machine. Yeah. I should add also the virtual reels that Chris is talking about are the ones that you see as a player. Right. But virtual slot machines also have the other kind of virtual reels that I was talking about, the ones that even the slot machines that have the physical reels, they also have the, the, the video slots also have virtual reels that correspond to that random number. This is important because when virtual slot machines first appeared on the scene, people were suspicious that perhaps these slot machines uh, were fixed in some way. Like there was a specific number of plays you would have to play before there was a payout, payout, but that's not the case. They're based on random number generators just like the machines that have the physical reels are. Um, so there's no difference in the way they operate on that end. The, uh, the only real difference is that you've got a screen showing you the symbols as opposed to physical reels, but the whether you win or lose is still based on that random number generator. And this makes sense when you think about it, because if a casino were to introduce a game that was fixed, one, you might be able to figure out the system. Right. So then you could game the system. And two, people would not play those games because... That's right. I mean, why would you play a game that's fixed? That's so right. So... It doesn't not, it does not make sense for a casino to employ a system that has, uh, you know, that, that's, that's fixed in its favor beyond just the way the odds work. Yeah, well, it sort of reminds me in a way of the, uh, the arcade machines that had difficulty settings. Yeah. I've gone to, uh, to play a game in a uh, convenience store that I played in a pizza parlor, parlor, and I found that one played way easier or, than another. And it's simply because the difficulty settings are, are, you know, changed in yeah. that case. And it's, it's very much like the tightening or loosening of, of a slot machine. They're not going to, uh, manipulate that. Uh, on a game by game basis because yeah. there's there's no benefit in doing that. However, these new server machines will let them change the themes of uh of the machines and they can also change things like the payouts. So they might change uh, the clientele. For example, uh, older people might play in the mornings. Um, you know, because they go to bed earlier and they might change, uh, to late night, they might change the, uh, the casino machines to, uh, higher dollar amounts. Yeah, because. Or, uh, the, a more mature theme. Right. Whenever, whenever the casino is going to be really busy, I would imagine that's when they would want to get to some of the higher payouts because it would mean that if you have someone hit that perfect random number, that the, the, uh, the, 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 big celebration would be so uh, overwhelming and it would get the attention of a lot more people mm-hmm. thus inspiring more people to play that you know you don't want someone hitting the the mega jackpot when the casino is practically deserted because then there's that advertising aspect is not part of it mm-hmm. um, also there are games that are linked to one another mm-hmm. uh, where there's a shared jackpot a progressive jackpot. In other words, the jackpot itself grows as more and more people play. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand, uh, 
the the player who wants to try and increase their odds as best as possible probably should just go to the fixed jackpot machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if there is the option, and most machines have this, where you can play multiple credits at once. Mm-hmm. So in other words, instead of playing $1, you're playing $3 on a spin, which would increase your jackpot. That's also a smart move. And while you could play, uh, there are some games that allow you to have multiple pay lines. Like mm-hmm. That pay line yeah. is that, that horizontal line that we talked about that goes across the, the machine. Right. You can tell when it lines up yeah. that you are getting credit for that particular reel. Right. There are other machines that will allow you to play multiple play lines for multiple yeah. credits. So in other words, there might be diagonals. It might be even more convoluted than that with some of the video machines that I've seen. Yeah. But in general, that means that your payouts tend to be lower. So a lot of the, the advice I saw was, Multiple credits are good. Multiple pay lines, not so good if you're looking for significant payouts. Yeah. And again, keeping in mind, no guarantees. You could walk into a casino, follow all the guidelines, and still walk out penniless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah, they, uh, they say that um, these, these new machines with the server in the, in the back end of the machines uh, basically will increase the, uh, the take from... Uh, would you call them customers, casino yeah. goers, gamblers? gamblers. Um, but they also there are also people who are uh, afraid that the gambling addiction that it may cause will also increase. Um, so keep in mind that these these games are very addictive. Um, and you know if you're the kind of person that that uh, that might fall for something like this and fall in love with playing it, you know keep that in mind because. Uh, the odds are that you will not end up a winner. Yeah, over so time, especially if, if you find yourself on a warm summer's evening on a train bound to nowhere. Oh gosh, he so went there. That is one of my favorite songs of all time, and I am not ashamed to admit it. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, guys. All right. So that's that's slot machines. The general rules of how they work. And yeah, I feel like there were a lot of things that we didn't even we didn't even get to. But oh it's, no, it's, it's fascinating. It's, stuff. it's really cool. I mean, you know, again, it's all about the long play. Casinos are all about the long play. In fact, it's interesting to me when you look at businesses today, how many businesses are very much focused on the short-term gain mm-hmm. and how that can hurt a business sometimes uh, if they focus on short-term gain and they sacrifice long-term consequences. And that wraps up another classic episode of Tech Stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you have suggestions for future episodes of Tech Stuff, send me an email. The address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com or hop on over to our website. That's techstuffpodcast.com. That's where you're going to find an archive of all of our episodes, including these classics, as well as links to our presence on social media and to our online store. And I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.